It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce with me. I'm Michael Rand. We got a lot to get to today. We got to wrap up the Viking season, Patrick. Um, I think I've, I said on X, which we used to call Twitter, which I still call Twitter usually, that uh, sometimes, Patrick, when we get to the end of a Viking season, it, gets, it just feels a little sad. There's no more football, things like that. I don't feel like that about this year. I'm just ready to get this, just move, ready to move on from this one and uh, and see what uh, see what happens next. I don't I don't need to watch any more of or of this team's games. Um, let's talk go for basketball in a bit. Um, the death of former Twins manager Billy Gardner. Got some hockey talk too, but yeah, let's start with let's start with Vikings today, Patrick. Do you feel the same way as I do that? Good riddance to twenty twenty three Vikings. Yes, and I bet Nick Mullins feels the same way after getting <laughs> hit fifteen times yesterday. Yeah. Man alive! They, I mean, the guy. You got to give him credit. He throws some interceptions, but he threw for eight hundred yards against <laughs> Detroit in two games. He did. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, he's uh, you know he keeps hanging in there, but man, the first half I thought they were going to kill him. Uh, whoever they had playing on that offensive line, uh, you know, who really uh, flattened out the last four or five games, he must not have been healthy as all as Derisau. Derisau, you know, he, yeah. He was being rated as the best left tackle in the league, but he couldn't he couldn't block anybody either. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, – well, uh, somebody did me a favor on Twitter, right? Yes. Send me, send me a tweet that I sent last year at Christmas after they pulled out another one of those victories – I said on Twitter, remember how much fun you're having next year and don't whine about this team being <laughs> six and eleven. Six Pretty and close. eleven. And if the Raiders had only had a little bit of offense, I could have uh, uh, right. nailed it. But uh, I said all along that the football gods are good to you one year. They won't be that good the next. And uh, between injuries and uh, O'Connell, I mean, Mark Craig's today's piece had some great numbers on what happened to their running game. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was like, the. I mean, the, the Detroit is – Top five in both running and passing and uh, offense had some balance. And this one was just absolutely. And Craig pointed out that they were talking about uh, in training camp, having a more balanced uh, running attack. And they, right. they ended up uh, Alexander Madison had a horrible year. And uh, the, then they took a long time to switch to Chandler and, uh, and then last time they played Detroit, we both talked about it. They only ran 11 times, which, yeah. of course, allowed the Detroit offense to have the ball all, all night long. So, yeah, it's uh, it was a good season to come to an end. And uh, But I think uh, overall, uh, I was happy they lost yesterday. They're going to draft 10, 11, or 12. I think, it's, I, think it's 11, gonna... I think it's 11th they're locked into now. I think better. Already at 11th. You don't even have to trade up. You can trade up from 11th, but you don't even have to trade up to get a quarterback. They're going to be one of those uh, five guys will be available. You can probably get Penix at 11. Let's do it. You can bring back Nick Mullins as your backup. You don't have to look around. I mean, he's uh, he'll he'll throw some interceptions and he's a little loosey goosey. But what the heck? You got uh, you know you got uh, you got your veteran who can be the backup, and uh, you got get Penix in here and let's go. Come on, can Kirk? It was fun knowing you, but we can't we can't afford to let everybody else go in order to pay you thirty five million dollars or whatever it's going to be. So. Uh, I don't trust them though. I don't trust them not to sign cousins. Right. I know. I, 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 the funny thing about Mullins, I'll get back to that point in a minute. I, 
I just not knowing who he was, not knowing him until he had to play here this year. You know, I remember obviously when he was on San Francisco, I didn't really watch those games. I just assumed he was just like one of those nice game manager backup types. <laughs> yeah, he is absolutely right. not that. He is. Oh, oh, didn't he God, break no. all of Favre's records in Mississippi? I think he oh, broke yeah, all of Favre's a, records he's a, there. He's a gunslinger without a, a gunslinger without a fastball. He's a gunslinger <laughs> without a gun. He's just throwing he bullets. Just, he, he just he throws it all over, and he doesn't have much zip on it. But no. He'll, he'll get rid of it, man, and he'll stand in there and get pounded and get up again. Uh, trouble with him is if you would, like, bring in a younger quarterback and say, well, let this guy start and then replace him at game six or something. Right. Uh, he'd get killed before then because he just – he. I mean, he had one sack in the first – quarter i was watching it what are you waiting for you can't stand there for eight seconds right. they're gonna come and kill you they're, they're, I mean, he, but he's uh he's kind of comical and he's in his confidence in himself and right. everything is pretty humorous i know i didn't see any great quotes from him but uh this time uh, you know last couple of times he had some great quotes i'm surprised he didn't come out and rip jared hall and why why do you have that guy stiff playing instead of me i'm pretty good you right. know i would I, 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 I kind of, he's my new, uh, he's, he's my new player of the year. I thought he was hilarious just the way he reacted to everything. And, uh, and, uh, I, you know, if, uh, it, I, I just, I can't believe they're going to bring cousins back, but there's so much pressure locally. And, uh, this whole idea that, uh, you know, well, we talked about it all last week. There's no sense in going in again. But what do you accomplish? What do you do? You think yeah. you're gonna? You think this team is gonna be ready to win next year? You were, you were two and six at home for goodness sakes. Come yes, on. and you were one what? and four when everybody was healthy. Like you yeah. know, there's there's problems on this roster. They were getting better when Cousins was playing well, and they were starting to figure some things out. But even if Cousins stayed healthy all this year, this team's ceiling was making the playoffs as a wild card and probably losing in the first round. And that's what their ceiling is always going to be until they do an actual kind of remaking and get some more talent here. I think I, I, think I tweeted yesterday, this is an uncompetitive non-rebuild is what this is. Yeah, this is, right. not, this yeah, is not right. a competitive rebuild. This is, this is neither. Yeah. And I've also come to this conclusion that Justin Jefferson playing his butt off when he came back from injury. He's, oh, he had 12 for 192 in a yeah, meaningless right. game. He deserves better than all yes, this. He he, he deserves. I mean, he deserves to get paid for sure. He deserves better than a mediocre roster. They got to do. They they if if they're going to build around him and keep him, which I'm not a thousand percent convinced that they don't. They wouldn't talk themselves into. Hey, let's trade Justin Jefferson and get the boatload of picks and then get get going that way. But if they're going to keep him, they, he deserves better. They got to get something going around him. Yeah, and uh, the boat, boatload of picks is, uh, you know, you, you get another number one and uh, two twos or something like that, right? right? Maybe two one two number ones in a four-year period or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I you know, it's it's not worth it. Keep the guy. He's yes. unbelievable. He's, Give Quasi a chance to pick three more defensive backs that can't play. I mean. Yeah. Oh, man. How about this? This Evans kid, they uh, took him out of the game. They took him out of the game twice in a row. They hooked him. Uh, Brian yes. Ford was having none of them. But yeah, they. I mean, they they didn't have the defensive backs to start with, and then about two or three of them got hurt. And, right. Uh, that's the whole deal with football. You can all the best made plans 
who's going to get hurt? That's it. Yep. You know, yep. last year they had last year. They were really healthy this year. They, I think even healthy this year, they wouldn't have been, a, a, you know, they might've, they would have been, as you said, they would have been a 500 team and playing on the road in the playoffs. But, uh, but uh, you know, that this just was a year that last year, everything went right this year, everything went wrong. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's that's the way it goes, and but I, I I'm just phenom to me the most phenomenal stat at all is and we talked last week is two and six at home. Two and six that's at hard home. To, that's hard to do, man. That's hard to do. No, it is, and it's just I hope they take an honest reckoning and look at this roster. Yeah. I, that was that was what I was worried about last year. Like you go thirteen and four, even when it's even when you know in your heart of hearts that there's a lot of mirages to that, right? You know, you, you know, yeah. if you're, a, if you're a data person like Kwesi or, or, you know, even O'Connell, eh, you know that you're not going to go 11 and 0 in one score games again. Even if you think you're special, even if you think that you have some sort of uh, end of the game kind of moxie and whatever it is, the character of the team, you know, that the odds are you're probably going to go more like 500 in those games because they're just coin flips. So you, but when you go 13 and four, it prevents you to a small degree, at least from just saying, ah, we're just not that good. You talk yourself into, ah, maybe we should try this again. And I just, that's kind of what happened this year. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I, I, I don't think, you know, after 13 and four, you can't say, well, you know, we got to rebuild this thing. I mean, you right. gotta, I think, I think you pretty much had to take this shot there and it turned out it was a complete failure. So, uh, uh, and, and, you know, they knew that when they were one and four, that, uh, this was a completely different year. And, uh, you know, now you look around the, uh, look around the conference. though, all of a sudden the usually rotten, uh, NFC North, and it's been, you know, mediocre for at least the last couple of years. Now you're the fourth best team yes. in the league. Yes. The, I mean, with, with your personnel, you got the fourth best personnel in the NFC North. So, uh, and, know, the Bears, and the Bears are about to trade. Yeah. Bears are probably going to trade Fields and uh, get Caleb Williams or do yeah. the opposite to keep just Justin Fields has played pretty good the second half of the year. So yeah, they got to get rid of him. They got to go with Caleb Williams. I think that's a yeah, no brainer. I, I do. Yeah, probably, probably is. But uh, can you imagine the heat they'll get if uh, Justin Fields goes someplace and plays good, and, they, and Williams needs two years to get better? But, yeah, uh, that's true. They, they, uh, yeah. I mean, they didn't get any points yesterday, last yesterday. So I mean, Fields makes makes mistakes, but you know, I'd take him here, but not yeah, for one of the right. quarterbacks. You know, if, right. if I was drafting twentieth or something, I get. What do you think they get for him? Somebody will give him a one, right? Somebody for Fields, mm, I don't know about that. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done enough to justify that. He, he's he's still got value. He's still he's getting better, but I, I still I don't think he's all that good. I think he's somebody he, like New England or somebody's yeah. gonna have to do something. Yeah. Although they're gonna draft so high that you know that unbelievable. They get their quarterback too. But yeah, it will be interesting. This will be an interesting uh, day, a Monday with see who's who's out the door, including Belichick probably. Huh? Yeah, what manager. I don't think the guy in Atlanta is going to be around. There'd probably be mm-hmm. seven or eight of them fired again, right? So, could be. Anyway. It sets up to be a pretty important 2024 for the guys here, too, right? I mean, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, what what are they are they gonna are they gonna make the move? Are they gonna anything go from go 
They, they certainly can't bring it all back. I no. what, do, what do you think about Hunter, too? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't sign him. Would I you? mean, I think they will try, but it's a two-way street, and I don't yeah, think Hunter's yeah. been happy here for a few years, so he's got incredible value now mm-hmm. after having yeah, good, yes. a really good year. He had 16 and, and he, a half sacks. And you don't have to give it, and who's getting him doesn't have to give you anything. So what What was the advantage of that deal they gave him to take away any any chance you had to, you know, to have any control right. after this year? What was what was the advantage of that? I don't know. Maybe it was feel like they got him cheap or something. Or? Maybe or just like kept him happy enough that you could try to have him this year. You know, you, you, it's, they kind of did the same thing with Cousins. They kind of put themselves in this spot where they had to make a decision after this year. And if, if they're being honest again, like if they're being honest, even if they looked at the injuries and said, hey, you know, we, we got hit at the end of the year with that, like they, you can't look at this team and say, if we brought it all back, this would be a team that could contend, would have a window of contention. It's just it's just not honest. You, they've they've got to, I, I'd love if they could keep Hunter, but what do you what do you do then at that point? Is that you know how expensive is that? How does that fit into the big picture plan? Like they, I think someone from I don't know if it was I think it was one of the kind of web salary cap websites projected they're going to have like twenty seven million dollars in cap space going into this off season, which goes in a hurry. And they basically said they're in no man's land in terms of kind of where their roster is, and it's kind of true. And uh, here's a, I, I did hear this discussion. I guess there was on. K-Fan after the game last yesterday. I love to listen to the wine lines oh, after yeah. the losses, but uh, I, somebody was making the point that uh, Flores would rather have a uh, kind of an outside guy uh, than, a, than a pure pass rusher like Hunter is too. So, uh, you know, me, you know, we're more, more of the, more of the line outside linebacker. True type outside of pass, linebacker. Yeah. Pass rusher, pass rusher. So, uh, if that's the case, then maybe Hunter's in. But boy, that would be a tough give up to just let a guy like that go without not <laughs> getting anything. Who's going to rush you know, the passer if he's not in? Jeez. Craig let him have it pretty good today on the uh, on the Davenport signing oh, yeah. compared yeah. to all the other signings. What, oh, a disaster. Yeah. what a disaster. I had no idea they paid this guy $13 million Yes, not, it was amazing. There was no need. Not, there was no need. He had half a sack last year. He doesn't stay was, healthy. Like, what was that? I don't know, but whatever guy was all in on getting him should be fired. You know, really? I mean, whatever scout or personnel guy, that can't be just crazy thinking he's a genius. No. It has to be somebody giving him a big advice. This is who we need. Whoever said that should be fired because that guy's, I think they got another, they they have an option on him or something. I don't think, uh, I don't think that's going to be extended. Uh, no. just, yeah. I mean, he was just a guy that, just a guy that had no interest in playing the way it looked. No. I don't Football is football is such a brutal game. You don't know, you know, who's right. hurt, who's not, and who says that's enough. You know, I, I always go back to '84, less speckles last year. Mm. The last, I mean, one year of the last four games, anybody got a stubbed toe, they didn't play. They had right. jumping like, we're done. They were, they were jumping off that ship like uh, unbelievable. They, nobody was playing by the end of it, and. Uh, it never got that bad this year, but I wonder what uh, I wonder how O'Connell reflects. He seems to be a very I think he's a self-critical type of guy. 
So I bet he's uh, I bet he's wondering about himself after this year I too he because is. he did not have nearly as good a year. And I, I no. think he's an honest guy in that sense that uh, you know this isn't as easy as I thought it was last year. You know, buddy, right. it's just uh, yeah, which is. I think the third. I think the seven and ten is way more legitimate than the thirteen and four last year. It's I don't know where it's that a lot came. closer to the truth. I mean, if yes. you know, if they were telling the truth about both years, there probably would have been nine and eight last year and eight and nine this year, right? Like that feels like yeah. it's about right there. This is a team that, you know, not even necessarily at its best, but at its average was average. That's that's yeah. kind of what they were. And last year they got all the breaks and won all those weird games and stayed relatively healthy at the right spots. And this year they didn't. Yeah. Yes, and uh, everybody's talking about double-figure losses. First time, uh, I don't know how many times <laughs> since in, in thirteen. Francis. I think, but we're we got to keep remembering we're playing more games than we ever played. Yes, that's the, true. The real accomplishment was those early years when they were losing ten in a fourteen-game <laughs> schedule. Only fourteen. That was, yeah, that was the that was the that was the real accomplishment when you only played fourteen. It uh, that's a pet peeve of mine that we. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like saying flex the first coach to win nine games in consecutive seasons. <laughs> right, okay. Right. So Bernie Bierman winning three straight national championships going eight and oh was not as good as an accomplishment as this, you idiots. So that that gets me going. We gotta we gotta I mean you look back at the Minneapolis Lakers. They played sixty games. They didn't play right. eighty two. Right. And then they then to win the championship, they played six one year you know, know it's amazing so uh, we uh we, we we give a lot of credit to numbers that somehow and the nfl pays no attention to the fact that their schedule is uh you know three games longer than it used to be and five games longer than it was when they before they started expanding in 1961 so you gotta you know you gotta put those you gotta put some reality into these numbers but anyway I would say, uh, where do you rank it as a as a Viking follower for your twenty some years of sports consciousness? So yeah. where would this be as flops go? I don't even see this as much that much of a flop. I just wasn't that confident in this team. I didn't think they were that mm. good at the beginning. I think we we all all of the they have us do like the Star Tribune predictions at the start of the year. Yeah. And I predicted they go seven and ten last year, and I caught Did a lot. Of, really? I caught a lot last so, uh, year. Last year, okay. this year. And I was like, no, nah, this team's not good. Then they won 13 games. And I was like, well, I can't be that pessimistic this year. But yeah. I still had the I still had them going nine and eight. I had them like the worst of all of our prognosticators. Most people were like <laughs> eleven and six, ten and seven. I was like, I just don't think they're that good. I was like, I was like, yeah. I think at the end of the year they're probably going to be battling for that seven seed. And that's kind of what they were doing. And then injuries. I mean, if we're being honest, like injuries did hurt in the last three yes. games. Like Hawkinson. Yes. Byron Murphy, not having enough pass rush, obviously Cousins before that. But, you know, until then, you know, they kind of had the, you know, Cousins was a big deal, obviously, but they kind of were surviving that for a while. They they just weren't that good. They were okay. They were an yeah. okay team. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, as I, as I said, look out for next year. Although you yeah. look at the schedule at home, the schedule at home schedule. If you if you you better be able to win against that schedule, but uh, yeah. it, it looks pretty easy. Now, is this but, the uh, is this the third place? The Did they get a third place team? schedule or a fourth place schedule? I can't remember what they would get with. The, I think the Bears I still technically finished up, last, right? Because they did they end up tying the Bears. Seven yeah, they're both seven and ten, but I think the Bears had like a easier 
schedule so the Vikings yeah. win on strength of schedule or something like that because the Vikings had the first place schedule this year. But yeah, they, I mean, the, that's the beauty of the NFL. We we always you know say ah it's a it's a bounce back league. You know these teams are up and down. A lot of that's because you play a, an easier schedule when you're bad. You know you, the next year you get that the softer schedule, which you probably should. It's it's fine. By but. the way, I I tweeted this out, uh, exited out uh, late last night. I went back and looked. The Detroit Lions uh, were seven one and one against the Vikings to start with, right? So that Back got us history, to the middle yeah. of nineteen sixty five. Since then, the Vikings are seventy nine thirty six and one against Detroit, and this is only there's a, so they've had a hundred and fifteen games since that start. Yeah, this is this is only Detroit's fourth three-game winning streak against wow. the Vikings in 115 games, and none have ever exceeded three games since wow. then. So this is – right now we're sitting on the longest losing streak, uh, the equal of the longest losing streak against the Lions since 1965. Mm. So uh, mm. that's uh, – that's a distinction that I think we we don't give. We really, you know, how everybody says we don't talk enough about this. You know yeah. that people are saying we don't talk enough about how rotten the Lions have always <laughs> been true. and how amazing this season is. Right? Yeah. Now he now the dummy loses his tight end Laporta. He oh, had I to know. ruin his knee. <laughs> he might never play. But. Uh, I mean, he's he's a goofball, but man alive, I have never been as surprised for a coach to be successful as him. And oh, he yeah, might he, burn him out sometime, he, but I thought he was a lunatic. He comes in right one. away with the kneecaps thing, right? Bite your yeah. kneecaps off, and every he becomes a punchline. But then they get better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were one and six, and last yeah. year that one and six, they like kicked away about three of those games. They just were. You know, they had one of the Vikings. They were, yeah. they were opposite of the Vikings that they yes. they had games won and they lost them rather than vice versa. But I think it's kind of fun that the Lions are good now. Yeah. The Packers are always going to be the okay. Packers yeah. and the Bears are okay. Let's have a strong division once yeah, for let's a, try a it. weak division. Wouldn't it be something? Yeah. You know, and you know, if not, if Vikings aren't careful, they could go four and thirteen next year. I mean, geez, I know. The, if you know, if you got those tough division games, well, you're right, that the schedule's easier. I don't know. It all depends on what they do. It's, it's fun. This is this is a fun off season. This is oh, you know man. last well, year they're kind of running it back. This is the speculation of the next two to three months before free agency and before the draft are going to be off the charts this year for the Vikings because there's just a lot and, of volatility. And we will be after that. This is the great thing about the NFL. No matter how rotten you are, unless you've traded away your draft choices. You're optimistic again on April right. 30th or whatever it is. Yep. The draft is a, next to the Super Bowl. The draft's the biggest thing yes. in the league. Now, I think they've been stupid by spreading it out like a month. Right. But uh, but the fact that the, you you re, you regenerate your fans every year with yep. the draft. And you're always, I mean, you draft Christian Ponder and Trent Dilfer tells you that you screwed up and everybody gets mad at Trent Dilfer <laughs> because <laughs> right. you're, you're always, you were always optimistic and uh, that football is, uh, you know, the, they they got the great renewal every year at the draft, and come May, this whole seven and ten flop will be forgotten, and we'll be boy, wait, I can't wait to see whoever the quarter Bo Nix or somebody like right. that. 
And the I best know it's going to be Jaron Hall, though. And the best part <laughs> is they have to decide on Cousins before the draft is going to happen. So we'll we'll have some. Yes. Yeah. Or at least, we think, at no, least I think uh, they would, you know. They have no hold on him at all, right? No, he's a free agent. He's a free he agent. Is, he is a free agent. He is an absolute yeah, free agent. He'll end up saying he's not going to come. They're not going to bring him back. I, I'm boldly I, predicting they're not bringing him back. I think you're right. I just think, I think if they're being honest, at least, they, they'll they say, you know what? He probably gives them the best chance to win in 2024, but what does that mean? What What's yes. the value of that? You got to cut it off at some point if you're not going to be that good in the next two years, which they're not a they're not a contender in the next two years. I don't think. Then it's time to move on. Um, speaking Plus, of time to move on, oh, go ahead. If you if you're Kirk and watch yesterday's game and saw what happened to, he Paul, was there. Yeah, I know. Be back no, you might want to say on second thought, yeah. I want to go somewhere where I might live. You know, so God, they were. It was a it was a sprint to the. It was a sprint to the quarterback yesterday. Hey, Detroit uh, is interesting, though. They don't cover the tight end ever, do they? No. It's like, mean, Johnny well, Munt. Would you cover Johnny? Slipper. Would you cover Johnny Munt and Nick <laughs> Muse? They don't. Who's the other tight end? They Josh they, Oliver. Well, they, their biggest plays for these two games have been yes. like wide open tight ends right. for thirty yards. Right. It's unbelievable. We'll give you the tight end. We'll give you the yeah. tight end. Uh, All right. Grand Casino would like to take a moment and salute the true football fan. The passion. The hope. The anticipation. That incomparable feeling of winning. Grand Casino would also like to take a moment to remind you that you can find all that anticipation, thrill, and winning at Grand Casino. Grand Casino. Let your story begin. The PWHL started up. We don't have a name, but man, thirteen thousand people showed up. That was the that was the announced figure anyway at, at XL. They win and three they, nothing. Uh, it's 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 this is a biker, the thing biker. about this. Rachel, I had Rachel on Friday's show, and she was talking about how professional this league seems, and I I get that vibe too. This is this is different than what they've tried before. Oh yeah, and they just started. Uh, well, they got Sperling as one of their advisors. That's a good place to start, you know. And he's a genius, and um, he set up the Wild. He's helped set up the Timberwolves when they first came in here. He's he's the best. And uh, the uh, you know, uh, my granddaughter went fourteen. She was thrilled. She loved it. Yeah. She loved it, and uh, you know hockey player and uh, you know they're not going to have 13 the next time but they might have five or six which right. is going to be more than more than anybody expected and uh natalie darwitz i love that kid she's uh, she's not a kid anymore no, but, she's, not, but yeah. she's a kid to me man I, <laughs> I i she did one of the uh the blurbs on our on the book we did oh Chip yeah that's right family. That. and she's she's the only one that wrote her own i wrote the <laughs> others for the people she wrote her own but her and i are old buddies uh when she was uh <laughs> she was in uh turin italy i was yeah talking to her on the cell phone a few times when she had uncle steve who's a beauty because the darwitz is you know she grew up in egan but the yep. darwitz is their old west seventh family okay. you know yeah. from back there downtown and 
she used to call up Uncle Steve and tell him what happened and whether she scored a goal and the games were all on replay and Steve would go down to the bars on West 7th and bet guys that Natalie would get a goal pretty soon and she'd get a goal. <laughs> so they were, they, were, they were ripping off guys for free oh. beer for Uncle Steve and stuff like that. <laughs> she's terrific. A, she's a good blue-collar kid that, yeah. you know, that's kicked around a little bit. But, I, you know, she was going to want to come back and coach Bethel, was it? Bethel? And then yeah, this, yeah, this thing right, popped yeah. up, and you can't blame him for taking the job. But, you know, and the great thing they have going for them is you got to get, you know, just figure out a way to get the four best gophers every year, and you're going to be right. pretty good. I mean, they, we got another Thumbwinkle plan here, don't we? We got, we got one on this team, and isn't there a younger ones? And uh, I can't remember. Grace, is, Grace is the one on this team, and she's pretty good. I can't remember what yeah. But they're she had, the she had three, rosters. and they got they got Heisey too, who's a great yep. player. And uh, they got the goalies. And then the goalies now are you good. gotta you gotta make sure you get Emily Murphy though. You gotta make yes. sure you get her because she is. Uh, she is. I go watch her if they she's playing because we might have uh this is we might turn into the Broad Street Bullies. <laughs> right, got her. the old she's North Stars that, too. Yeah, she. I always said I, I went over and saw her. I might go see her this weekend again against Ohio State. But I said the other day she could start riding the nunnery. <laughs> they were, they were, <laughs> she is, she's feisty, man. She's a Irish kid from you know the Evergreen Park, which is right next to the South Side of Chicago, and uh, her brother's a killer wrestler at St. Cloud State, oh, and yeah. I got. I gotta figure out. There's gotta be some stories about those Irish kids growing up together, and yeah, fighting to see who gets the car and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah, that was great. I mean, it's fantastic. I, uh, you know, that it was. Had I known thirteen thousand were going to be there, I might have shown up just to look at the scene. I wish I'd done that. But yeah, uh, me too. Me too. Well, there'd be other chance. Yeah. You're right. They're probably they're not going to get thirteen for well, that, most yeah, of these yeah. games. But you're right. If if they can maintain a a certain level throughout the season. And then, yeah, that's what Rachel was saying. Like they've, they've put some money into this league. They're, they're paying the players, then, not exorbitant, just, not exorbitant salaries, but enough but that it's something yeah, they enough can, that you can kind of make this a, a big part of what you do instead of having to make this kind of a side gig. And, and it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's pretty cool. We've, we've got a lot, we've got a lot, we've got a lot going on here with our, with our scene, but if, if, yeah. it, you if know people want to see it, if, might, if the market supports it, the market supports it. And that's great. You know what might be smart is uh, not having nicknames this year. Cause you so know, you can sell them jerseys this year that say Minnesota on them. And then <laughs> you, you go. turn around and sell them the ones with the names, right? You got a name yet? I haven't figured, I'm trying to figure out what a good name is, but I don't know. That's the other thing there, you know, Sperling, I can see his genius there in uh and some of them. Let's not rush into nicknames right. here. Let's let's just start the league, and right. then we get the big summer unveil of right. what everybody's nicknames are, and maybe add a couple more teams. But you got it's very smart to just start with six. And and I got to tell you, I was at a girls' hockey game yesterday. It's uh, the fact that they don't check them. You know, they can bump and right. and do, but but the. They it allows the, the 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 in a lot of ways it allows the game to flow more because it's uh you know it's all about puck handling now instead of just trying to physically in you know so it's it's very watchable it's very watchable isn't it amazing though that uh, I mean you go back this only started in the mid nineties I know started yeah. in the mid nineties you'd go yep. to a game and they'd, they'd shoot a puck at the girl in the net and she'd look through her legs to see if it went through her and right. now they're playing like this it's uh 
it is a uh, it's a great game. I, uh, I I'm, I'm impressed, and I uh, slap that team together in a hurry, and we might have the powerhouse of the six team league. I hope so. That'd be kind of cool. Hey, before we get to Billy Gardner at the end, I got to share with you my my ongoing hockey pet peeve. As long as we're talking about hockey, Mark Andre Fleury now has tied uh, Patrick Waugh on the all time wins list. For second uh-huh. place, we've been we've been making such a big deal about this all year that he's approaching Patrick Waugh. Now he's tying him for second place. Why, Patrick? Why is this such a big deal? Why do we care so much that he's going to be second? Why do we care so much? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Plus, the other thing, in one way, you get a lot more wins. How many ties did Patrick Waugh have? Because <laughs> they true. don't play overtime. That's you get true. The free- you know, you, you get to win the other day because the game goes into overtime. Right. It's Patrick. Wow, he's uh, he's uh, you know, he's got probably got. Of course, Flurry's got ties on his record too. But yeah, he's uh, that old. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I wonder how many ties. And you know, there's another completely distorted statistical thing. You know, this is the most points. Well, yeah, the first decade they were here, they didn't get free <laughs> right. tie. You didn't get right. free points. When a tie was a tie, so uh, I wish that's, a, that's another thing. But yeah, I'm. I mean, it's not exactly like he's been here and part of our lives for twenty years or something. It's right. uh, you know, uh, good good for him, and he seems to be a really good guy. I like the other guy though because he was a lunatic as a coach. Little Patrick Raw when he was oh, yes. in Colorado. I saw the yeah. first year he ever coached for some reason. I was watching it some night, and he's like throwing sticks on the ice oh, yeah. and ripping stuff up. He's a lunatic. And, of course, the greatest moment in wild history yes. is when uh, they, they beat him Bruno. that game out in yeah. Colorado. Yeah, Bruno beat him. Is Bruno still coaching the league or not? He had a coaching <sighs> job. I don't know if he's a head coach. He, if, if he's if he's coached before, he'll coach again, Patrick. Because he's only allowed to be thirty-eight coaches yes. in yeah. all of the NHL, and they'll just they'll the guys that have to sit out for a little while, they'll be back soon enough, right? Yeah, Evison, uh, I'm, I'm, We're all rooting for Evison to be before the season's over. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. One more thing we should mention: Go for hoops too. Oh yeah, uh, go for hoops before nice, we get to Billy Gardner. Nice yeah, win. three and one in the Big Ten. I had Marcus on Thursday. Last week before the Michigan game, we were, you know, we were talking about the opportunity here. They'd played a bunch of, you know, no disrespect. They played a bunch of nobodies in the non-conference season. They had the, I think, the lowest rated I think non-conference schedule. Disrespect. Yeah, the we can disrespect. Lowest of all. Was Ken Palm Ken said Palm, it was the yeah. worst. Worst, yeah. 352 362, 352. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it was terrible, and uh, and he was supposed to go play in a good tournament out in Vegas too, and backed out of it. But uh, you know, they the greatest break they ever was uh, Marcus's godson Dennis Evans didn't come and play here. <laughs> godson, know? oh man, Marcus must hate you when you say that. <laughs> he ended up. I mean, uh, what? Yeah, he was averaging one point a game. I don't know if he's having a the physical problem or an emotional right. problem, but he's off the, he's out of the Louisville program because he went home Yeah, and he's having now, I don't know if he's, you know, a lot of those big guys have some, you know, right. uh, problems, but the guy was, when he was playing, he did nothing. Right. And uh, one point a game or something. And, yeah. and meanwhile, up front, they got three guys. I yeah, like those are three lot. good bigs. Yeah. 
I don't want to mess with Farrell Payne. He's good. I like watching him play. Not only is he good, gets that look on his face like he might throw you in the second deck if you right. mess with him too much. So it's this old time. He could have played Clem. for Clem. He could have played for he Clem. He could have played for Clem. Clem would have loved his front line. Yes. He might have gotten on Dawson's back about not being physical enough, but he'd love Ola Joseph and Payne. They would have been Clem players, man. Payne's a lot of Payne's got. You look at Payne and he's Courtney James. It's the same yeah. guy. Maybe same maybe guy. that's how I need to start judging how much I like players on the Gopher basketball team. Could could I picture them playing for Clem Haskins? I, <laughs> yes, could, right. I picture I could you know Elijah Hawkins who was didn't look like much in the first like four Brianna or five Rob, games of the year. I, I like him. I like him a lot now. How about that three throw in that pretty much? Were you watching that pretty much won yeah. the game for him? Because yeah. the clock was running down, they're going to let him go, and he flipped that one in. Now Mitchell didn't do anything yesterday, but Carrington played okay, and yeah. uh, you know they got decent Christy guards. Gave him something got, yesterday, he's good. And they got yeah, Christie's okay, and they got uh, you know they, here's the problem. You know, if you play good, there's going to be guys in there trying to poach, so you're going to have to come up with some money. So right. they they got a little bit of money for Payne and Al, Ola Joseph, I heard, and uh, you know, but uh, we we got to remember the Dinky Town Collective. All the money's going right to PJ, so right. uh, they got to you know they got to get somebody to help them out on basketball because even more so than football, of course, if you get to transfers hurt you a lot more in basketball than they do in football. But yeah, it's nice to. You know, they the uh, I guess this uh, assistant Jenkins is a Jenkins uh, is, a, no, sure. is a pretty good recruiter, and he kind of got the two transfers in here, and the the quality of transfers is a little higher than it yes. was two years ago when they were. Yes, damaged. I mean, they had some guys who played their guts out for him two yes. years ago, but guys who were coming from Monmouth right. and places like <laughs> right. that. I mean, it was. These are, you know, these are decent programs that they got. They, Howard, Howard's picked it up a little, and uh, and uh, yeah, they With got Pepper some players. Games, they yeah. got seven or eight, nine players. At, yeah, at Ayn and Fox aren't playing much, but uh, but they're not uh, bad when they do. Like, yeah, they've they've no, got enough not. there. They're they. I don't they know. got they're... four guards, and then they got a back, and then they got five guys they can play up front. So uh, good for them. Three now, little big ten. I mean, yeah, go ahead. That was an ugly game. I mean, they yeah. had 24 points right before halftime. So, but it, that's okay. That's uh, that's kind of with that physical front, the way they got to play. So, yeah, I mean, uh, they might win seven or eight Big Ten games this year, right? Like, yeah, if you already got three. The only mm-hmm. trouble is their schedule is so rotten that they, yes. you know, their strength of schedule is so rotten. They got to win about 11 to make the tournament, I would think. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's a, that's, I think that's that was always really, a, that's not realistic, but, uh, you know, if you get to go to the NIT this year, you get, uh, you know, that's okay. You know, that's he's a, making that's a progress. Step, yeah. and be a step. Everybody had him fired, uh, uh, and I, I don't think that was going to be fair at all. You know, you got to, you can't. You know, I wrote this for Saturday, but he's yep, the guy who had the true year zero. Yes, I mean, because they had nobody left. He almost had two yeah. in a row because everybody left and then everybody left again. It's like they, you know, all the guys yeah. they brought in were just one year band aids. Like it took a while uh-huh. to get this thing going. He he came yeah. in at the absolute worst time under the absolute worst circumstances, like right yeah, in the middle, of, right they, in the middle of COVID, and just like nothing going. Transfer portal going crazy. I yeah. mean, everybody, and then then it became a thing. They had a bunch of guys transfer that wouldn't have played anywhere else. Where right. were they going? You know, right. they had 
five of the ten guys that left didn't end up playing hardly. I'll tell you what hurt them a lot right away when the Kelcher kid decided to transfer yes. to Iowa State because uh, it was that was going to be anyway. They they're I mean he's got some foundation going. He's got a pretty good staff from what I understand, and uh, uh, you know let's. It, 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 it's it's I, I don't know if there's this great burgeoning crowd waiting to go to go for basketball again. I think through the years they've it's it'll never be like it was 20 years ago. But yeah. uh, you know it's uh, it's it's certainly better. And uh, that was a nice win yesterday. It was. Hey, let's get to Billy Gardner quick before we go. I know just I know you're writing about him for today. Um, you know, nine. How did ninety six? That's a that's 96. a good that's a good run for so a crusty old baseball that, man. Don't tell me that chewing tobacco's bad for you. <laughs> he's, I think he's maybe swallowed. he was an. I think maybe he was an outlier. I don't know. He, he might have been an, an outlier. Yeah. He swallowed more chewing tobacco than anybody in beer and uh, and uh, he was a dead end guy, man. Can you imagine him when he was a kid? Because uh, he's you look at. Him, he belongs in a motorcycle magazine, the 1950s motorcycle, sure. you know, movie with the Marlon Brando, the Wild Things. Yeah. I mean, just a dead end kid, poker, pool. You know, he yeah. was just he, he he ended up dying in the same town that he grew up in, Waterford, Connecticut. He and his wife, his wife's still alive, 71 years of marriage to him. <laughs> God right. love her. She was Miss Miss New London. I'm going to use this, but it might be my favorite quote ever. Charlie Walters got it from him, but it was great. He and Pod were rooming together, you know, and Johnny had Johnny just smoked like 400 cigarettes a day, and uh, <laughs> and he'd be he'd be smoking when the pitch would be warming up on the bullpen. You know, in the yeah. in the spring training, he'd be smoking next to him. But but see, he, he and I graduated from the same institution, St. Mary's. Bob okay. went to St. Mary's, but he he ended up drinking unlimited supply of alcohol, non alcoholic beer. He, he had the taste, but anyway. Pod, Pod was rooming with Billy someplace at the end of spring training or something, and and he. But he'd kind of like sit on the register in the hotel room all night, smoke cigarettes and drink non-alcoholic beer and sleep about two hours. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and and Slick's quote to Charlie was, how would you like to be married to Miss Connecticut? And you wake up in the morning and the first thing you see is Pod's blue head. <laughs> <laughs> blue head. It's perfect. Yes, they do. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God, his quotes were... Uh, his quotes were, he was just the best. I love the guy. He's absolutely, they they wouldn't even let, this organization wouldn't let him do a walkthrough anymore. He's <laughs> right? He was not, not made for the modern era of the Twins. Not made for the modern era at all. He was on the, uh, the uh, 54 Giants. He didn't play much, oh, wow. but he okay. was a kid. And then he was on the uh, he won two World Series, fifty four hmm. Giants, and then uh, after here he uh, he won something. And there's a there's a thing on Saber which they do some great profiles. Oh, sure. and they got one from 2014 on him that's really good, long one, and uh, you know even some some things I didn't really know about him, but this uh, 
he always called his wife Miss Connecticut, but she was actually Miss London. But uh, his kid, you know, Billy Jr. has been managing. I think he's in the independent league now. No, I guess he managed Beloit last year but for Marlins. But his kid, I used to call up the house, and his kid would answer the phone, and you'd swear to God it was Billy. The voice really? was the same. Everything yeah. was the same. Now, I don't know how his health was the last uh, few years because I hadn't heard much. But the thing about him is he died Wednesday. And nobody really saw it uh, until Sunday. Somebody tweeted it out. Somebody, because the obit, so it's, I think the Twins, you know, didn't have a lot of people working over the holidays might have been the reason that it took so long for us to find out he died. But 96 and a half, TK, I called up TK and told a couple of great stories too about him because he was his third base coach. Yeah, he took over for him, right, in 86? yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, he took over for the Rats. Oh, no. They first they, they they fired Slick and brought oh yeah, that's in, right, uh, that's right. Ray Miller, that Miller, was that's Howard right. Fox sorry, brought yeah, in Ray, right, right, Ray right. Miller, and uh, yeah, Slick is we've uh, Sickerball and I were out uh, at the hotel with at the Super Eight with him in his yeah. hotel room. We're sitting there talking to him. He's packing up, getting ready to go back, and the uh, phone rings. He says, "Must be Reagan." That was a president, you know, who's the president. <laughs> <laughs> he never uh he never didn't have a quip i, I mean yeah. i love it yeah I, i've i've called him the internet i'm writing something right now yeah. but uh, to me he's the bernsey of baseball that's a good you know? that's a good comparison yeah now, same bernsey, era too yeah yeah bernsey took 40 years to establish himself as a local character but right slick was only here five but they're the same guy they just they just they made you laugh without really trying to because they were just uh and I was telling you some about it. Unfortunately, 80% of what he said you could never use in modern America. <laughs> yes, that is true, his, too. His <clears throat> insensitivity was, and it wasn't insensitivity. It was, I grew up in Connecticut in a family without much money and yeah. on the water. And we did, we said anything we wanted to, you know, so. Yeah. He's uh but he was uh he was a great guy. I loved him. So and he had to, and he had to manage Ron Davis, so you know what? Yeah, there yeah, you go. right. Yeah, yeah. Ron Davis was was he was you never far from a Ron Davis joke when you were with, no. around slick. So no. anyway. Uh yeah, bad check. Well, uh, oh, okay. I'll let you I'll Enough. let you go back I'll let you go back to writing that because <clears throat> I'm sure there's gonna be some good uh, some some even better stories in that as well. Appreciate everything today and we'll uh, we'll talk next week and we don't even have to talk about a Vikings game next week well, no, we can, we can spend great. time on other things we can move on with that'd our lives great. go Michigan win one for Harbaugh make everybody <laughs> mad it's great thanks Patrick see ya